Good morning and welcome to St. Michael and All Angels on this Thursday. This morning's prayer that we will be having on the 6th, we have Thursdays in black. Wearing black on Thursday symbolizes strength and courage, representing our solidarity with the survivors of violence and calling for a world without rape and violence. Thursdays in black can be followed by everybody and there's a Christian AIDS Bureau for South Africa has been part of this campaign since 2012 and encourages all to pledge their commitment to stand with those who have been abused, women and children. For more information, you can search on www.thursdaysinblack.co.za. In the name of God, the Blessed and Holy Trinity. Amen. O sacred power, empowering all who are powerless and overpowered by all the forces, rising up to take control of the universe by taking control of us, give us the means to change our status and forgive us our triumphal traits, for we know that yours is the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 8, beginning at the 40th verse, and we read through to the 55th. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Just then there came a man named Jairus, a leader of the synagogue, he fell at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about twelve years old, who was dying. As he went, the crowds pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years, and though she had spent all she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his clothes, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Then Jesus asked, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are around you and press in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I noticed that the power had gone from me. When the woman saw that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared in the presence of all people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any longer. When Jesus heard this, he replied, do not fear, only believe and she will be saved. When he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter, John and James, and the child's father and mother. They were all weeping and wailing for her, but he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and called out, Child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she got up at once. Then he directed them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them to tell no one 
what had happened. Here ends the lesson. The reflection from the gospel reading, what stood out for me was this verse, who touched me. And how many of us needs to be touched this morning by Jesus' love and care that we will be able to hear the words, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And on that note, we read the rape of Tamar according to the book of Second Samuel, chapter 13, verses 1 to 22. Some time passed. David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And David's son Amnon fell in love with her. Amnon was so tormented that he made himself ill because of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed utterly impossible to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of David's brother, Shimea. And Jonadab was a very crafty man. He said to him, O son of the king, why are you so haggard morning after morning? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, Let my sister Tamar come and give me something to eat and prepare the food in my sight so that I may see it and eat from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come and make a couple of cakes in my sight, so that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, where he was lying down. She took dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight, and baked the cakes. Then she took the pan and set them out before him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, Send out everyone from me. So everyone went from him. Then Amnon said to Mar, Bring the bed into the chamber so that I may eat from your hand. So Tamar took the cakes she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon her brother. But when she brought them near to him, he took hold of her and said, Come, lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do anything so vile. As for me, where could I carry my shame? And as for you, you would be as one of the scoundrels of Israel. Now therefore I beg you, speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. But he would not listen to her, and being stronger than her, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon was seized with a very great loathing for her. Indeed, his loathing was even greater than the lust he had felt for her. Amnon said to her, Get out! But she said to him, No, my brother, for this wrong in sending me away is greater than the one you did to me. But he would not listen to her. He called the young man who served him and said, Put this woman out of my presence 
and bolt the door after her. Now she was wearing a long robe with sleeves, for this is how the virgin daughters of the king were clothed in earlier times. So the servant put her out and bolted the door behind her. But Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the long robe that she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away crying aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has your brother Amnon been with you? Be quiet, for now, my sister, he is your brother. Do not take this to heart. So Tamar returned, remained a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. When King David heard of all these things, he became very angry. But he would not punish his son Amnon, because he loved him, for he was his firstborn. But Absalom spoke to Amnon, neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had raped his sister Tamar. After two full years, Absalom had sheep shearers in Balhazar, which is near Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. Absalom came to the king and said, Your servant has sheep shearers. Will the king and the servants please go with your servant? But the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let us not all go, or else we will be burdensome to you. He pressed him, but he would not go, but gave him his blessing. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. The king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom pressed him until Amnon and all the king's sons went with him. Absalom made a feast like a king's feast. Then Absalom commanded his servants, Watch when Amnon's heart is merry with wine. And when I say to you, Strike Amnon, then kill him. Do not be afraid. Have I not myself commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons rose and each mounted his mule and they fled. While they were on their way, the report came to David that Absalom had killed all the king's sons and not one of them was left. The king rose, tore his garments and lay on the ground, and all his servants who were standing by tore their garments. But Jonadab, the son of David's brother, Shemir, said, Let not my lord suppose that they have killed all the young men, the king's sons. Amnon alone is dead. This has been determined by Absalom from the day Amnon raped his sister Tamar. Now therefore, do not let my lord the king take it to heart as if all the king's sons were dead, for Amnon alone is dead. But Absalom fled. When the young men who kept watch looked up, he saw many people coming from Heronaim by the side of the mountain. Jonadab said to the king, See, the king's sons have come, as your servant said, so it has come about. As soon as he had finished speaking, the king's sons arrived and raised their voices and wept. And the king and all his servants also wept very bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, son of Emihud, king of Geshur. David mourned for his son day after day. Absalom, having fled to Geshur, stayed there three years. And the king went out yearning for Absalom. 
for he was now consoled over the death of Amnon. After reading this portion of scripture, many of us have encountered someone who has been raped or experienced it ourselves. It is believed that some men do not take no for an answer when a woman says no, but rather that she is saying yes or playing with their feelings. In our reading, we see that Amnon tries, tried his shrewd tactics and followed the advice of his friend. Tamar argued her case, but was forced to have sex with her half-brother who did not understand any of her rationale because his mind was filled with lust and selfishness. Don't force me. Don't do it. Think of the consequences for you and for me. It is not right. Let us rather. Are those not similar words used by many women staring at their perpetrators? Tamar had no one to turn to, not even her own father, David, could stand with her in this situation. Her brother Absalom did nothing at the time, but he had it in his heart to revenge this deed, and after two years reckoned off with his half-brother. Absalom actually asked Tamar to keep quiet about it. Tamar had to carry the guilt, the hurt, the shame, the humiliation. She tore her beautiful gown, which she wore as a royalty, threw ashes on her head and cried bitterly. She laid her hand on her head and went away shrieking and wailing. These actions were seen as a sign of bereavement, but in her case, also of humiliation. She lost her dignity, identity, virginity, and perhaps a chance to be loved by a man and bear children. She was rejected by the very one who looked at her beauty with lust in his heart. She was thrown out of his room, a used object, unwanted and scum. So too today do we find that women are shunned and silenced, especially when raped by family members. The reputation of the family is always focused on as the main point of reasoning. Let it be that Jesus touch the hurt, anger, void, fear, hopelessness today. Bring it to the Lord. May we no longer be silenced into shame and be shunned. I'd like that you take a moment to focus on some questions in a time of reflection. What struck you most? How, many how much difference is there today in the way women are treated? Describe a situation when you were treated as an object. What eased your pain? 
What would help to ease tomorrow's pain? Rape is an act of violence. David, by lack of action, condoned the violence. What hope is there today for survivors of rape? What do you think is the significance of the description of Absalom in 2 Samuel, verse 14, chapter 14 and verse um, 27? There were born to Absalom three sons and one daughter whose name was Tamar. She was a beautiful woman. Let us pray. Compassionate God, here we are and deeply hurt by what is happening. Wrap your loving arms around us and pour your love into our heart. Give us your strength, your grace, your words to help us in this situation. Reveal yourself to the perpetrators to experience your love. Give wisdom and insight to those who counsel both survivors and perpetrators. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all forever. Amen.